Hello and a very warm welcome to another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Coming up, this week we're talking about firing and rehiring in the employment context in light of the recent High Court case involving Tesco. Keep listening to find out the latest. Plus, HMRC has published new guidance to companies about the taxation and reporting of coronavirus support payments. What special steps should you take to ensure that your company's tax return is correct? Keep listening and all will be revealed. And of course, don't forget to visit our website, indicator-flm.co.uk, where you can download a series of special mini-guides for free. You're listening to Tips and Advice for Business, the weekly podcast that trawls through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized advice and realistic solutions to everyday challenges. And all this in just a few short minutes, because we know that your time is precious. The Tips and Advice for Business podcast is freely available on all the usual platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon and Deezer and is brought to you by those ever so nice people at Indicator FL Memo. For supporting information, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Your host today is Duncan Callow, solicitor and publisher. Okay, so let's talk about the latest on firing and rehiring in the employment context uh, following this case involving Tesco and the union Usdor. Now, you will know, of course, as an employer, that you can't vary uh, an employment contract or uh, withdraw certain benefits, terms, etc., etc., without the consent of your staff. Of course, there are there are exceptions to this rule. Every year, you might decide to increase annual salaries because that's a beneficial variation of the contract. You're not going to find employees. Uh, objecting to that so you don't need their consent but more often than not you will need their consent for example if you want somebody to relocate to another office or you are withdrawing a contractual benefit such as private medical insurance it's not generally something you can just steamroll an employee into doing however it happens via a process called firing and rehiring and you may be familiar with um, some very large employers, for example, a very well-known um, airline based in the UK uh, that tried to uh, implement some changes to employees' contracts, couldn't get consent, so it fired and rehired. And it basically, it is what it says it is. It involves the termination of an employee's employment contract on notice and then offering them re-employment on revised terms to bring about this forced change to their contract that they wouldn't otherwise consent to. Now, it's, it sounds a bit draconian, but it's actually not prohibited by legislation, although ACAS guidance makes it clear that you should thoroughly explore all other options before considering it to change employment contracts. And it could be, this is important, that dismissed employees still have claims for unfair dismissal, even if they accept your offer of re-employment. So if you're going down the fire and rehire route, do take advice first. But if we look at the, the facts of this case involving Usdor and Tesco, they are that between 2007 and 2009, Tesco had agreed arrangements for so-called retained pay as a relocation incentive for staff on a reorganisation of its distribution centres. 
The employees had been advised that their right to this retained pay was permanent and would remain so for as long as they were employed in their current role. Last year, 2021, Tesco announced its intention to remove this benefit, its retained pay, and it offered the affected employees a lump sum in return for giving up their right to it. If they refused to agree, they would be dismissed and offered new terms excluding the retained pay. This is, this is a classic fire and rehire scenario. Uh, it got to the High Court where it was held that it was appropriate to imply a term into the contract preventing Tesco from exercising its right to dismiss for the purpose of removing or di diminishing the employee's entitlement to retain pay. And on that basis, it felt it had no option but to grant an injunction restraining Tesco from firing and rehiring contrary to that implied term. That's quite a lot of legal speak. What does this mean for you? Well, the facts here were actually quite unusual because the party's intention was that employees would have a permanent that's an important um, word here, contractual entitlement to the retained pay. Now, whilst Tesco could still dismiss for good cause, something like gross misconduct, for example, the implied term meant that fire and rehire couldn't be used to remove their entitlement. So if ever you use fire and rehire to change an employment term, do check whether you've previously made any promises about that term. For example, a promise to permanently ring fence pay or a certain benefit. So this does not mean the end of fire and rehire at all, as the facts in this case were extreme. Tesco had promised staff that the enhanced pay would be permanent, so the court implied a term that it couldn't subsequently be removed through the process of firing and rehiring. Okay, so the coronavirus pandemic, the, the fallout from it looks like it's just going to keep rumbling on and on uh, indefinitely. Uh, but if you're one of the businesses that received uh, help, coronavirus support payments, there's some important guidance being issued by HMRC in uh, how to ensure that your company's tax return is completed correctly. Uh, over, the, over the last year or so, if you were an unincorporated business, you'd have been bombarded with guidance about declaring these support payments. But in comparison, the guidance for companies has been pretty sparse. But now, finally, HMRC has updated its guidance. And it says that, amongst other things, obviously, if you're completing your company's self-assessment tax return or checking one prepared by your accountant, you need to take special care regarding Coronavirus Job Retention Scheme, CJRS grants, and eat out to help out payments. Do you remember those? Not such a good idea with hindsight. If your company received either or both types of payment in the corporation tax period covered by the return, it must do both of these things. One, include it as income when calculating taxable profits. And two, report it separately on the company tax return using the special CJRS and eat out to help out boxes. How much to declare? Well, when calculating the amount of CJRS payments to declare in box 471, you must not deduct any amounts, one, which have been voluntarily disclosed to HMRC as CJRS overpayments, even if you've repaid them, two, that have already been assessed by HMRC, even where you accepted and paid the assessment, and three, that you received that you're entitled to but repaid voluntarily. 
Conversely, and there's always a flip side when you're dealing with HMRC, you must add any overpayments of amounts received in an earlier corporation tax period that have been set off against CJRS payments received in the accounting period for which you're now completing a tax return. Summary, include CJRS and eat out to help out payments as income in accordance with normal accounting standards. And in addition, you must report them in the dedicated boxes of the tax return. Hope that's all clear. But can you believe it? We're now at the end of another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back again next week and we will be explaining why Booper has been fined the sum of £1 million following uh, the death of a resident at a care home. But for now, thank you for sharing your time with us and goodbye. You've been listening to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Every week, we trawl through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized tips, advice and solutions. For more information about our products and services, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Thank you.